Yo, 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 yo. You are now listening to episode 12 of Keeping It Real with Relly Real. I am your amazing host, as usual, Relly Real on the ones and twos. It is me and the flesh, baby, what it do. Thank you so much for listening, y'all. This is the uh, episode 12. It's Black History Month still. We're going to get into some good shit on this episode. I'm going to talk about some things I've never discussed, share a story. Of course, I got to give you a story time. I always got to give y'all story time. Also, I'm going to talk about some uh, important things going on in the media uh, when it comes down to Kanye West. And I don't even say that's important, but some hot topics. And also, uh, just some real shit. Talk about some black shit, some PTSD, some things like that. We need to touch on a couple of things. So I need you to stay tuned and listen to this episode. Make sure you follow me on Instagram at so underscore STL. Also, follow the podcast Instagram at keeping it underscore well, what is it? Keeping it? Yeah, it's keeping it real underscore really real. Keeping it real underscore really real. Uh, that is the Instagram. I knew that Instagram, y'all. Uh, y'all already know. I already started. Okay, I'm already, you know, da da da. So here I am. So anyway, make sure you listen to me on Apple Podcasts. If you're listening to me right now, you're listening from somewhere. So I'm on Apple Podcasts. I'm on Spotify. I'm on Anchor. I'm on Google Play. I'm all over the place. We going up 2022. It's all us, baby. Happy Black History Month. Stay tuned. Yo, oh, what's up, y'all? Happy Black History Month. We still in this bitch. We still rocking. We still giving episodes. I know y'all are pretty full from your week of Valentine's. <laughs> All the roses and the chocolates and the balloons and the bears and, and maybe some Louis Vuitton here and there. Maybe you got nothing. Maybe you got dinner. Maybe you got laid out on your back. <laughs> I hope you did. I hope you laid somebody out on their back or something. I hope some action happened for you guys on Lover's Day. Uh, you know, I, I was able to enjoy my day by helping others enjoy their day with Posh Park ATL. If you have not followed on Instagram, Posh Park ATL, that's where you need to be. Uh, set up your next luxury picnic or luxury uh shit luxury whatever we do it all uh we do hotel rooms we do the whole thing so make sure you follow us on instagram we had a busy week it's still doing shit so proud of them over there at posh park atl anyway hey y'all i know it was lovers week uh but let's get back into it it's black history month let's keep it real let's keep it honest like keep, let's keep it true to ourselves you know what i'm saying so a lot been going on this week as far as in the media uh as far as me i've had one hell of a week at work <laughs> i'm gonna tell y'all that right now but that's a that's a usual that's a normal thing so while we get started let's just go ahead and let's get some real shit going and i'm gonna mind you let me remind y'all it's fucking uh shit what time is it around this piece it's fucking 11 30 almost 11 27 on a saturday morning at atl ho and i am lighting up and I have opened me up a Stella Artois. Okay, I'm going to pop the top off that beer because, baby, a bitch is thirsty because I had a long fucking week. <laughs> I had a long week at work. Do y'all ever just be like, damn, Friday, shit, come on, come on, get here. Get here, Friday can't get here fast enough. And then Monday's here when I blink and close my eyes. I open my eyes on Saturday and then all of a sudden it's Monday. <laughs> this shit is crazy to me, y'all. So crazy to me. I had a wild week at work. I didn't want to talk about them white folks. Just fuck them, you know. <laughs> fuck them. <laughs> they piss me off. I get tired of dealing with their ass, but it is what it is. Thank God for a J-O-B, right? I'm blessed. You blessed. We all blessed. We got to keep getting to the bag and uh, figure this shit out one day at a time. But guess what? I got to find out a way to get this money by tomorrow. <laughs> you feel me? Huh? Huh? I got to figure out a way to get this money by tomorrow. Shit. Hold on, man. Hold on, y'all. Mm. I had to chug that first that first sip, y'all. I had to chug that shit because, you know, 
like I said, it's been a long fucking week, but I'm happy. I woke up Saturday morning playing my summer walker, got in the shower. Well, I walked my dog, then I got in the shower. It took me a long ass shower, singing loud as hell. I wanted my neighbors to be like, damn, that bitch at home this weekend. <laughs> She's singing loud as fuck. I mean, singing to the gods in the motherfucking shower, but feeling real good. Got up, back and clean, cleaned up, did the laundry, changed the uh, sheets on the bed. Shit like that. You know, all that shit, like when you become an adult. It starts to feeling really good. Like to, to clean first off to have your own shit. That's just an honor in itself. But if you got your own shit and you making it happen, get, pat yourself on the motherfucking back. Hold on. Look, what we do know is that inflation is really happening right now. We paying a lot in our motherfucking bills and our cost of living and them niggas is not paying us what they need to be paying us. And the shit is getting ridiculous. I need for the uh, salary to go up. OK, before we discuss any more job roles and responsibilities and what you need and what the business needs, bitch, I need my salary to increase because I got needs and wants over here and, and desires that need to be fulfilled. But here I am still paying in rent and the rent is going up and the job is not increasing the pay i ain't liking it y'all i know everybody feel me i know some of y'all do some of y'all know that the salary is not matching it's not matching it's not meeting up to the to, to my standards <laughs> the next job interview i go i'm gonna be like they gonna say what what what, what do you uh what, what questions do you have for me shit what can you do for me huh what what what, what can we do what, what can we do for me? What can you do for me? Not what can I do for you? What can the company do for me? Then the question, we need to be interviewing. They ask, uh, let me understand why this person left. <laughs> why did they leave? What did you guys do? What was your problem? Well, who, who had the nasty attitude? Who was micromanaging? Are you guys paying people? Are you difficult when it's time to get out of work? If I have an emergency, can I leave? Those are the type of questions you need to start asking employees. When they say, do you have any questions for me? And niggas don't say, no, I don't have any questions. I think you, I'm just, you know, I hope to hear from you. Nah, fuck all that. I have questions for you. <laughs> I have questions for you. What the fuck is that why is your turnover rate so high huh what what's the problem there why did this last person quit on y'all how did that go tell me your tea tell me your business i'll let you know if i'm gonna take your job for you so i can help you out because you need me right <laughs> that's where i'm at with it it's 2022 and a lot of us are getting aggressive with our jobs because they got us fucked up and we are the generation that will walk out on your ass no questions asked i don't give a fuck i'm out peace Peace and hair grease, bitch i am out of here <laughs> so anyway we're gonna keep on talking about work because i like to I'm the type of person that once I'm off work, bitch, fuck that job. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-mm. I always talk about it. I ain't thinking about it. What's that motherfucking computer turned on? That bitch is off. That bitch just sitting there. That motherfucker has a goddamn, uh, it's, it's decor at this moment. That's what it is. It's decor. Oh, you got an office help. That's it. Anyway, keep going. <laughs> so anyway, a lot of things are going on this week. Uh, I'm pretty sure a lot of y'all have been on social media. You notice. That your boy Kanye West has been on this yay shit. That nigga been on his on his rare, his rare, not even his rare, his usual, <laughs> his usual clowning and uh going on and spazzing out and tagging people and showing Kim messages. And I mean, wow, you know, I feel bad for Kim, but I don't feel bad for Kim. You may be like, damn, what the fuck? Why you don't feel bad for her? Like, I see people on the internet like, damn, he is really out here being fucking toxic and he is fucking being a narcissist and he's being this and he's being that and i see all of that shit right i do i definitely do but y'all y'all come on now let me just be honest with y'all okay one we know kanye west got mental issues since his mama been gone you know he's got issues and if y'all have not watched the kanye west documentary um the shit gonna be released every week one episode gets released but i just watched the last one 
and the, I mean the very first episode and that shit was really good like I can't wait for it all to come out so I can continue to watch it and support him because I, I haven't been a Kanye supporter in a very long time I mean like since like 2017 like that's the last time I bought a Yeezy and the reason being is because all those comments that he made because you know it's black history month right now but i'm black 24 7 7 days a week 365 days a fucking year so you get on the internet talking that yeah you did that, that bullshit that yin yang that bullshit you get on there talking about slavery was a choice and all that and you showing out for these white motherfuckers and you forgot where you came from and you get this money you get to acting crazy and shit y'all remember he was going crazy because i went to the pablo tour back in uh la back in 2017 so when he did that tour was it 17 or 16 i think it was 16 when he did that tour nigga was tripping in right he was tripping he was going off on stage or whatever then he went to san francisco right after that because he had like a three four day show in san francisco right after the la show he go to san francisco he spazzed out on stage remember they they ended the show right there the tour ended from that show they said the nigga had you know ptsd and he was bipolar and he was mentally this and mentally that remember kim had his back she was doing what a white folks to do and i respect her for that and she has birth for his kids they're beautiful beautiful little mixed babies and uh you know that's what they be after but anyway uh <laughs> anyway he's been really wilding out lady because he said he's trying to get his family back right after he didn't he didn't clown and he didn't show it out but if you watch this documentary on netflix you're gonna see his personality has been his personality his entire life his mom is in the documentary and she literally is like his number one fan she encouraged him to be so confident and for him to be so uh intelligent and to really be a genius like i'm not gonna knock this man kanye is a fucking genius anything he does anything he touches anything he says that shit comes to fruition and, and a lot of us need that energy but sometimes kanye be spazzing out and he just be all over the place but he literally like before i got upset at kanye about the slavery comments and all the shit he was saying when he started supporting trump and wearing that fucking make a make america great again hat i was not fucking with him you know what i'm saying but i'm saying before him before that i actually was fucking with him let me take that back i was fucking with him tough like you couldn't even say nothing about kanye west like i, I was fucking with kanye like i fuck with beyonce like I, I dare a bitch to say something you know about the queen or i will fight you literally i will slap five from your mouth but you ever talk about beyonce and i used to be like that about kanye when people talk about kanye I'm like bro you you so mad at kanye because you don't understand what he's saying you don't understand it's a genius in there and i still believe this wholeheartedly but he had turned me off the last several years with his bullshit and his antics but he's coming back around to the black community and it's like is, are you doing this because of your album coming out are you doing this because you don't have your family now now you want to be black again kanye i just don't know how to feel about you but the documentary really makes you see him for who he is and it, it, it allows you to open up a space for forgiveness like so i actually want to be honest i saw an interview years ago that kanye did in chicago with this uh this radio host named kendra i follow her on instagram she hella funny but she approached him on that show and told him how his comments hurt our community and how it hurt her personally she was crying and shit and kanye really gave a real authentic fucking apology like it was an authentic apology it, he showed real sympathy and empathy for what he said and he took back what he said about that and, you know and it, well he really kind of explained why he said that but he definitely apologized and i never saw that interview and that interview needs to get more play so a lot of us can forgive him <laughs> so i forgive him i forgive him um as far as what he's doing right now it's not okay you know what i'm saying it's not okay to uh to be the way he is they say it's harassment and everybody's defending him and i see a lot of black people defending i mean not defending kanye but you know saying that he ain't shit for how you doing kim but at the same time y'all can i be completely honest she'll she'll be okay she got a lot of money she has a new boyfriend 
yeah, Skeet. <laughs> I Kanye called that nigga Skeet. Pete, she got a new boyfriend, Pete. And I don't know shit about dude. I know he used to date Ariana Grande and a couple of women. He's been depressed and he's been on drugs and he deals with his own bipolar issues and things like that. And I don't know if this shit's going to last. I really don't give a fuck. But um, what I can say is that let's not forget that let's just run it back okay about this family the kardashians because everybody got so much sympathy for kim and i mean she do rock with us in a sense but you know i guess she tired that nigga put through a lot of shit but you know y'all the one said he was mentally ill shit his her, you know her family said that you know so come on now y'all see what he doing that's just how he is either you gonna take the nigga back or not but somebody help his ass but my thing is let's not forget that this is the same family that Kim Kardashian was like almost best friends with Black China for like, several years. And Black China and Tiger was hanging out with them. And Tiger and Kylie were cheating. I mean, well, were dating behind Black China's back, like fucking around. So Tiger was cheating on China with fucking Kylie. And instead of Kim being a good friend to Black China, she literally dissed Black China. And it's a video from Keeping Up the Kardashian, because unlike a lot of people, I actually watched the show from the very first season to the very last always watch the show because i like to watch rich people do rich shit and eat big ass salads and all their big ass glass bowls and talk about their rich problems which they really don't be having any but <laughs> like the paparazzi and some shit but other than that you know i definitely remember and recall how kim dissed china just because her sister was dating tiger and then let's not forget that tiger was fucking older than fucking kylie kylie was a fucking minor and that rich ass family being as rich and white as they are allowed that to happen and tiger never got in trouble for that shit and then you broke up a family that was like remember china was pregnant with uh cairo and fucking he was fucking dating kylie and being public with it like the bitch wasn't 17 so let's not talk about you know people being you know weird and 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 things like that and feeling bad for somebody when kim and them did that shit they did that shit to jordan woods they cut her off they made her you know what i'm saying look how they exposed her but then chloe kept dealing with tristan and look it's years later since that incident and tristan had cheated on her ass like a hundred million times and she keep she keep accepting his ass back so who's the problem him or was it jordan they owe jordan an apology they sit here and they disrespect black women all the time like they did black china like they did uh fucking um jordan woods right and then uh travis scott even travis scott dating uh kylie kylie used to be friends with justine sky justine sky used to date travis scott now i understand the industry they recycle people and people cycle back and forth but them girls ain't got no loyalty at all i mean kim kardashian is dating pete pete has done all skits and and made all jokes about kanye west during his most vulnerable times when he was mentally fucked up you get what i'm saying so to me it's all fucked up there's no way i'm gonna go date somebody you know after my ex even if we broken up that used to talk shit about my ex this is literally the father of my kids like come on y'all so i see everybody rooting for kim and saying kanye you should stop and kanye is this but you do y'all know how much scrutiny jordan woods and fucking black china went through dealing with them do y'all know it's not even funny like really like so as i do feel bad because nobody should have to go through that no woman no man whatever at the end of the day she rich she'll be okay she better use that money as a pillow and cry on that shit and then and, and pick herself back up i think she's okay i don't think kim needs people on the internet defending her and y'all see kanye being exactly who he is kanye ain't never changed right his behavior ain't never changed this has been kanye for all these years y'all was okay when kanye went on stage and and, and took the mic from taylor swift the little white girl so why is y'all mad 
at his behavior when this is who he is. He's been this way. He ain't never gave a fuck. And his mama showed him, you know, well, his mama didn't show him, but his mom, she rooted him on for being very self-absorbing and being very confident as an only child. She had to instill that in her son. You know, it was just them. So, I mean, I see why he act the way he do. And to be honest, the nigga is a fucking genius. And if y'all watch the documentary, you're going to see how this nigga knew. He, he gave his all to get where he is. And everything that man said back in the day when he was just in the streets of Chicago trying to make beats and try to become a rapper when everybody doubted him, like... That nigga came up. That nigga really did it. Every time his mama gave him a word and told him, it's, that's good, Kanye. You're going to be good, Kanye. Oh, Kanye, you should do this. She was like literally motivating him to where he's going to be. She said, well, and you know, and you're going to be able to buy houses and houses and houses. That nigga could buy 100,000 houses now. That nigga's a billionaire. So at the end of the day, I know Kanye been wilding out and shit. I know that nigga been losing his mind over his family or whatever. Finally, it's hitting him. I know he been on his Gemini shit, two-faced, two personalities, two fucking, two different ends of the spectrum. But at the end of the day, we got to pray for Kanye, y'all. We got to wish Kanye the best. And we don't need to defend white women, you know, from, you know, their relationships with black men that they chose to be with when they took them in. Because either, either black women are going to be upset that white women are dating their men or you're going to fucking be on their side with them dating your men. Like, I don't know. Pick a side and stay there, okay? Stay there. Stay there. And to be honest, when we talk about PTSD, post-traumatic stress disorder, that shit is real. And Kanye really has went through that shit ever since he lost his mom. And even, like, the situations he had before his mom died, like the accident and everything, like, that's a real thing. And with everything that's going on with, you know, Kanye West and PTSD, you may have PTSD and don't even know that you have it. And it literally is trauma from a situation that may have happened. It's a disorder uh, where, uh, you know, a person may have, may have difficulty recovering after experiencing or wit witnessing a terrifying event. And I've had, you know, my moments and I struggle from PTSD my damn self. And so I told y'all the last episode that I was going to go into, you know, what could have happened to me or what happened to me um, that caused me to have some PTSD. Now, Along with black people being killed in general and seeing that shit on the internet, that's fucking PTSD for me. It's an unwanted memories that's in my mind that I don't want there and they fucking traumatize me. And I think they traumatize a lot of black people, but we don't talk about it enough. And so when I think about Kanye and I think about his mental and, and it's pretty much how erratic that nigga is, I, I, I think I understand. And I'm starting to get to a place where I actually understand and I'm no longer angry at Kanye. So Kanye would never hear this, but I forgive Ye. And I do want him to stop harassing Kim. I wish he would handle this a little bit differently. I wish it wasn't publicly. I wish he would just move forward. And I think she'll always want the nigga back. You know what I'm saying? If he was to show that he was mentally okay and stable, I think that he could get his family back. But the way he doing it, this ain't the way to go about it, big dog. You're not doing anything but pushing the girl away even more. And, and you're not going to get your family back. And this uh this lame ass little white dude is, is he got your bitch <laughs> that's it and she like i'm done with niggas I, <laughs> she ain't saying niggas she bet not but i'm saying though she probably like i'm done with black dudes i mean look at courtney y'all courtney got with travis barker and she just has been on top cloud nine ever since i mean i ain't seen scott disick at all where is where is the lord lord disick where are you scott been missing in action like damn like my boy i don't know I'm about to check on Scott, y'all. Anyway, that's how deep. Yeah, I already do be watching up keeping with the Kardashians <laughs> because they at the end of the day they some um they be going through shit. Like you you realize that they celebrities, but on they show like 
Kim and them would be crying about what somebody said in the fucking comments. And it's just like, oh, give me the money. Because I wish I would read a fucking comment. I'm going to be on my Beyonce shit. Have y'all ever noticed? Beyonce don't address shit. Beyonce don't sit down and do no interviews. Beyonce don't follow nobody on Instagram. Beyonce don't respond to no shit. She just let you think whatever the fuck you want to think. She ain't never addressed the pregnancy rumors ever. To this day, when it came down to Blue Ivy and that stomach, she ain't never addressed it for what? She addressed the elevator situation with Solange and Jay-Z in a fucking song. It told you niggas... When it's a uh, uh, billion dollars in the elevator, what the fuck you expect? Shit gonna go down. That's it. It's just, we it's rich. We rich up in here. So y'all done talking? Because that shit over with for us. You know what I'm saying? Like, they move with so much grace. And I know a lot of people hate Beyonce. And they can't stand. Well, people don't never say anything about Jay-Z. But they really hate and despise Beyonce. But I don't know. As a Beehive member, exclusive Beehive member for over 10 years i just think y'all don't understand that the lady moves with so much grace you know what i'm saying like she's very smart when it comes to social media and tabloids and drama she just don't feed into it you know what i'm saying and i think that's the best way you could be if you're gonna be on social media and be a celebrity you can't feed into the shit you cannot read the shit but the kardashian will literally sit on the show and and be in a room together like oh my god they said something about my lips like Kylie when lips when when Kylie lips started changing and they was all in the comments going in did them hoes is on there crying about that shit like rich people just need to be rich like start worried about all us broke folks you know <laughs> that's all I'm saying but anyway when we talk about PTSD y'all I want to talk about a real some real shit when it comes to that and I'm so excited because um next month hopefully I have a special guest and the special guest is very special because um they gonna be able to help us figure out our shit i hope or I, i'm gonna i'm gonna ask questions that's geared to helping us with our mental and I, i'm excited to have a first guest so that will be a thing a lot of people have been hitting me up about being on the show i do appreciate the inquiries it's a lot of y'all hitting me up <laughs> I, I know y'all know this is a one woman show but i i'm on i'm not opposed to having guests so i am uh interested in having these people on and having topics that we will discuss so next month we will address some of the stuff i'm talking about today but really to be honest i'm talking about my own ptsd experience um as we're in black history month just being honest with the fact that we got a long way to go as black people and um just some challenges and obstacles that i feel like i've had to face and after telling y'all the story about you know the, the n-word nigger and joe rogan and all that other bullshit that was happening did y'all see that india re try to recant not even say she recanted but she got on cnn with don Lennon with his old weird ass because he don't know if he want to be black white or in, or in the middle shit i don't fucking know but what i'm saying is she got on there and she said that she for, she forgave him and his apology was you know the same thing i said about forgiving him but the same time she you can't forgive him for a whole community you know he already said it number two you 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 literally he never even addressed you bitch so i don't even know how you get on there and even say anything because he didn't address you at all so you talking about i don't know it was weird her energy was weird it was almost like who paid her to get on the fucking news and say this shit like a day or two later and why why did she feel the need to even get on here and say well i don't think that joe rogan is a racist and this and learn i said the same thing i don't think he's a racist but we didn't need you to get on the news and act like you was the one that approved it you was being a scapegoat bitch you should have stood on what you said and, and stayed there with it i don't think you should have backpedaled or any of that because at the end of the day when you really watch this video which i actually went back and watched it again he literally still gave excuses to why he said the fucking n-word so to me yes i appreciate your apology and thanks a lot for it but dude you know better i just seen a video i just posted on my instagram where 
a white older man and saw that look like it was an Applebee's called a black man a nigger he said you know there's a difference between black and there's a difference between being a nigger and he said what the black man said what when I tell y'all that man slapped that old ass man fucking 17 motherfucking times and every slap I felt empowered it was bah, 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 bah. every slap I felt fucking empowered I felt strong and black like it was like this for my ancestors bitch every fucking slap and so it you know for that old man to say that it's like white people know they know fucking better you know what i mean they know better than to say the n-word they know better and they know what they're doing when they do say it even if it's an attack or not an attack on a black person they know what they do when they say it it should almost feel uncomfortable coming coming out their mouth and i know it do because it's not natural to come out of your mouth so stop saying that dumbass shit so anyway back to what i was saying y'all ptsd let me just run y'all by a situation that happened, right? And this is literally what this episode is going to be about, right? Because being Black History Month, so I want to share some Black experiences with y'all that, you know, I, I have tried to cope through, right? I've tried to forget, but, uh, you know, the traumatic memories of that event won't allow me to forget, and I, I will never forget this. Um, so that's what my therapy is for. That's You know, that's what my sessions are about, to talk about things that I'm still struggling with, even things from my childhood that I'm trying to get through, and it's like, damn, you could be in your 30s and like be fucking like trying to recover from pain that happened years ago and there's like certain memories and and events that happen that just never leave your mind and something's got a hold on you that's why you gotta get steadfast in your prayer and your fasting and talking to god and talking to a mental health professional to get you in a better space of how to navigate through life even with these events that happen so anyway let's do this let's rewind okay so march 2020 pandemic just beginning not even at the level of like hey everybody wear a fucking mask oh my gosh don't go outside we're not there yet right people are still outside the very beginning of march because i was supposed to go to mexico in like two weeks no was i supposed to go to mexico i was supposed to go to mexico the week of the 14th march 14 2020 so i think uh two weeks after this yeah when well, i think i know two weeks after this i didn't end up going to mexico we ended up being canceled because of the pandemic okay cool whatever reschedule september so my friend she's selling her house my friend slash co-worker she's selling her house her house is in dallas georgia um i have a cleaning business so i you know i would go clean houses clean apartments things like that people knew hit me up give a price how much how big is your space things like that clean your apartment whatever so she needed to do a clean out for moving out because she was selling the house and getting it ready for people to come and view it right so we agree on the date or whatever all right bet now a couple of weeks before this Ahmaud Aubrey had just got killed in another area of Georgia like a little bit of the outskirts I can't remember the area but it's in the outskirts kind of like where I was going Dallas so outskirts outskirts of Atlanta I said the outskirts of Georgia but it's the same thing but it's outside of Atlanta so he got killed remember we saw the video he just got arrested or i mean uh what sentence um recently and so they're going through their whole situation i think they're gonna be in jail for a very long time and that's great that that actually the system actually didn't fail us in that space so that's cool they'll live out the rest of their life in jail right but anyway so um so remember we watched him get killed um do videotape it because they just so bold remember the prosecutor originally let those men go didn't arrest them let them go or whatever the case may be but we see him getting killed getting chased down like a fucking dog and being killed by white men so that's fresh so i'm driving to dallas 
and I'm going down uh, the street called West, I think it's called West East Connection. And it takes you from Smyrna, Georgia, where I live, which is Atlanta. Takes you from Smyrna through Austell, Mableton, all the way out to Dallas, Georgia. Takes you all the way out past Hiram, Hiram, Georgia. So I ain't never been out this way, right? But I do know it's a lot of white people that live out here, right? Very country, more open space, not like being in the city. So I'm driving down fucking West Connector. It's like a, it's like probably 45, 50 miles per hour type of street because traffic just keeps going. So you flowing. So I'm, I'm going out to her house. I'm, I'm in my car. I'm, I'm, I got my windows down. It's a beautiful, somewhat spring day because it's March. Everything is feeling good. It's like the end of March actually. So I'm listening to my money bag. Yo, I'm vibing like a motherfucker. You know, now it's a car in front of me that's breaking a lot. But I'm in a space where I'm not even like in a need to like get over and no shit like this. It's not even that deep for me. I'm just driving. I'm cruising. It's early in the morning. I'm finna go clean this house. So I'm vibing. It's a car behind me, a little egg car. Motherfucker blow at me. Cause I had to break because the car in front of me, they 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 was breaking. So I had to stop and break. You know, I ain't trying to run into them. I'm just driving. Nigga blow at me and then go around me, right? Go around me real fast and extra. All right, whatever do you, man. Okay. <laughs> Just get to where the fuck you going. I don't give a fuck. So as I'm still driving down this road, I end up getting over to the right lane. Because I'm in the left lane. There's only two lanes. I end up getting to the right lane. So I get to the right lane. And I keep going. By the time I get to the light, well, my music, my windows are down. Music is blasting. The car that passed me up is in the left lane to the left of me. Now, I'm not paying attention because I'm at the light. The light red. It's a Q- QT right down the corner. And I'm just vibing to my money bag. Yo, uh, I don't even know what song was out back then. But anyway, I'm vibing. I turn my head. I go to the left. I look over. See a white dude with the windows down. A little fucking chihuahua on the armrest. Chihuahua going crazy. Dude yelling something. He yelling something at me. But he got a gun out. And he aiming a gun at me. So I'm like, what the fuck? Like, what the fuck? So me being in the space that i'm in this is a vulnerable moment because i got a gun that's pulled out on me so I, i'm like i put my hands up like dude what you like what's the problem dude why you got why you got your gun out on me like what is it you don't know how to fucking drive you don't know how to fucking drive what the fuck is wrong with you you fucking what you fucking dumbass Da-da-da. i'm like dude what's wrong with you i'm like dude i'm what are you talking about like i'm confused dude i don't even know you dude aiming a gun right at me i'm looking at the light <laughs> i look up at the light i'm like this bitch please go green as soon as it go green i'm fucking taking off so as soon as it hit green i mean like literally like within like five seconds yeah, why this nigga yelling i take off boom i'm going down the street i'm gone like i'm gone i'm panicking my heart is racing dude come after me you know what i'm saying he get in front of me he start brake checking me right he brake checked me, almost ran into the back of him. So I swerve out to the right and it's like a hill and a ditch. And I almost like lost control and like I'm on the side of the fucking road. Like on the, what's that shit called? The shoulder. I'm on the fucking shoulder. But it's like, if I go any further, I'm going down a fucking ditch. So I hear him get my, swing, you know, spin the wheel back, get back in line, you know, get back in the lane or whatever. And as I'm reliving this and telling y'all this, I'm really in the car seeing this shit and i'm like i'm starting to lose my my speech a little bit because i would this is just how i felt when it was going on i couldn't even fucking talk 
because when the light turned green on my car, I just started calling 911 from my screen as I'm driving. Cause I'm like, what the fuck? Like, I'm like tripping out. So dude, wilding. So when he brake checked me and I, you know, I go off into the road and I get my wheel back, get it straight back up. He, he end up, uh, he end up, what did he do? He end up going right down the street. So I need to get his license plate. Cause now I want to answer now. I'm like, man, this dude just trying to run me off the road. World. He aimed a gun at me at the light. I'm like, I'm so fucking scared. Like da 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 da. I'm like, I'm trying to get your life plate. It's this type of car. Couldn't barely see the license plate. So I, since he taken off, cause he didn't know he didn't probably fucked up. I go ahead and I attempt to follow him, but he like way ahead of me. Right. So I see him make a right at a light down at the end of the street. So I, I come down that street and I make a right and I'm, I'm going down the street and I'm looking for him. Now he missing now. So I'm like, fuck, I'm telling the lady like, I don't know where you at, man. I just turned off such that I'm giving her the street for the police to meet me there or whatever. whatever. So as I'm driving down the street, I see to the left, he pulled into some like boys and girls club in the parking lot. So the nigga see me, he do a U-turn and he start coming after me. So now I'm taking off again. I'm on the phone. I'm like, oh, he following me. Like, I was only trying to get the license plate number. Like, I wasn't even on him. Like, I wasn't even telling him. Like, he following me now. So then I'm, I'm in this country ass neighborhood. Don't know where the fuck I'm at. I'm in Powder Springs. That's where I'm at. I'm in Powder Springs, I believe. So I fucking turn down the street. That street having to be a fucking one way. So he's coming down the one way. So when I realized I couldn't go anymore, when I got to the end of it, I tried to reverse but he was right behind me so then i guess like he must have felt like okay i'm just gonna fucking take off so he hit me reversed out as i'm reversing out of the one-way street i hit a fucking stop sign right i got a camera and everything on my screen but i'm on the phone with the police with the 911 operator and the dispatcher whatever i'm i'm so shooken up like i'm shook it up like i'm shook up i'm shooken up i don't even know shooken up is word i'm so shaken up i am so shaken up that i fucking like literally hit the fucking stop sign by the time I hit the stop sign, the police is pulling up. I'm telling him what happened. Black dude, get out. I'm like, thank God. I'm telling him what happened. I'm shaking. I'm fucked up. I'm like, I'm like, I'm not in tears yet, but I end up getting in tears. So does he pull off? I get in the garden, but I do my police report. I had to write down everything. I'm telling him what happened. I'm telling him like, I don't even know. We didn't even have exchange of words. You know, all he did was blowing me back like half a mile back before we got to the light, and I didn't even think anything of it. Like I wasn't doing anything wrong. There was a car in front of me that was braking, so I had to brake. Like there was nothing I could do. He was riding up extremely close, so he must have felt away. But literally, I wasn't thinking about this man at all. Literally, it's a Saturday morning. I'm having a good day. I'm just coming out here to clean a house. Like I've never even been out here before. So I hit my homegirl up. I tell her what happened, whatever, whatever. Like, I'm on my way, though. I'm still coming. Like, I'm finna come and get this money. I'm finna come and clean the house. But I'm so fucked up by this shit that I'm just like, wow. Like, damn. Like, within the blink of an eye, I almost felt like, you know, I almost lost my life. Like, I, I literally had a gun aimed at me, and I didn't know why. And it's just so crazy to me how white men feel it's necessary to just be crazy. Like, there are people in general that just pull out your gun on people and just think that you gon' like, you literally threatened my life with a gun like and it's a memory i can't get out of my fucking head especially during the time that we were in and then like right after that george floyd and fucking brianna Taylor, like all that shit started happening and shit that was happening in kentucky like it was a lot going on and it just felt like damn you know like my shit went on the news and all shit but 
I, I could have been a news story like real talk like an angry fucking road rage man kills a black woman at like like you get what i'm saying like the shit fucked me up so i do the news i do the uh police report the police officer tells me like okay we'll get back to you see if i can find him like his information pulled up da, 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 da. so i'm gonna pull up on him and see if i can get to his house or whatever i'm like okay cool a couple of days later dude called me he say uh yeah, so my lieutenant said we're not going to look into this case or whatever. There's nothing that we can do about it. Like, you know what I mean? Like, that's pretty much it. So I'm like, what? I'm like, so a nigga could just pull a gun out on me and that's it? Like, and that's it. They just get away with this shit. He's like, yeah, I'm sorry. Like, my lieutenant, he just said that it was nothing to look into. Da, 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 da. It'd be your word against his. I'm like, are you kidding me? And I'm thinking to myself, wow, you know, this is a situation where the system will fail you at any given moment right they will fail you like it, it just makes no sense so i end up calling the station and leaving a message with the secretary for the captain i'm like this is bullshit like i'm gonna say something like man they talking about a case the dude is not gonna be arrested or nothing like that and he pulled a gun out on me ma'am and i'm like that shit ain't even normal like for somebody to just leave their house mind their business and a gun get put on them i said what does it take for someone to die for y'all to take some shit serious because that doesn't make any sense so the ladies like should get my message to the captain. So I wait a couple of days. Captain ends up calling me, leave me a voicemail. So I call him back. He's like, hey, just want to see if you can come in. I want to talk to you about your experience and talk to you about what happened. We're going to go ahead and file some charges against him. Lies about I'm like, okay, for real? He's like, yeah. He's like, we end up finding his address and everything from the camera. The traffic camera, we see y'all at the light. He's like, and we looked at it and we saw his license plate. So even though you couldn't make it all the way out, you knew what kind of car he was, we was able to find him and you know, I got some stuff to share with you. I'm like, okay, cool. So I go down to the police station in Dallas, Georgia, whatever. Very small police station, very country. So I go in there, I sit down with the guy, the uh, the captain or whatever. And he's like, yeah, so can you, you think you'd be able to pick him out of a lineup? I'm like, yeah, I, I, I believe I can. So he shows me a lineup. Now they show you pictures of all these white dudes, right? <laughs> and they show me ones where, you know, dude, hair is cut. And when I saw him, he had like the rocker look going on, like he played guitar or some shit, like long hair, kind of like uh, like short like a bob, but you know how white boys wear they shit, and like it was hanging in a beard. So what I saw was a shaved face and no haircut. But my memory is so good. As soon as I saw his goofy ass smiling in the fucking mugshot, cause it was an old picture, I knew it was him. So I, you know, I pointed him out. I said, "Damn, that's him." The guy's like, "Take your time." I'm like, nah, that's him right there. That's him. So I tell him everything that happened. You know, I tell him, you know, we he asked about what I do for a living. I tell him and this and the third. And he tells me, well, his sister actually works for the for the police department. So I'm like, oh, okay. So this is why the nigga was telling me when he called the other day that they wasn't going to do shit about it. Because the sister is a police officer at fucking Dallas Police Department. So I'm like, wow, go figure. So that brings me at more high alert because I'm like, damn, something like his sister the police officer like that's fucking dangerous for me so and y'all know they already fucked up so i'm just like not feeling safe so then he's like yeah i'm gonna press charge and then we'll go pick him up blah blah blah, blah. i'm like all right bet so he tells me that oh he has previous history of road rage years ago and uh you know he had you know i think he he was charged with it some type of aggressive driving some type of shit like that but I think this time it wasn't with no gun or nothing like that. So finally, uh, they end up creating these charges. 
or whatever do uh damn what happened it's been so long y'all and my cases are still open like i haven't had a court date or nothing every time i call about my court date every time they try to follow me because they had like a victim's um personnel come reach out to me and you know say they you know i had to do a victim a victim statement because of what happened and like um they put a restraining order on him where he can't come a certain amount of feet you know to me and things like that but the nigga ain't been in jail like they arrested him on my birthday that year like i gotta call that morning like we just picked us up so he's been arrested but then that same day he bailed out and he got a lawyer right but in between that time the sister called up to the jail and the, the, the captain told me this and was like trying to find out more about his case which i thought was weird you know what i'm saying like and the captain's telling me like yeah the sister caught up here just trying to figure out what's going on in these cases and third i'm like but why though just because she a police officer don't mean you get to get access to people business like i think it should be against some type of law i think it is really honestly like you can't go in the, your database in the police database and like pull people shit like just because you want to or just for your family like you can't do shit like that and so you calling for what bitch so that made me nervous and i'm like when they send me the information i can see where he lives at and i know that my address is on the same paperwork and i'm like does he get my address and everything because that would be fucking weird so i don't know i've been in contact with the courts for years because i'm just like what's going on in my case and they keep blaming it on covid but literally we watch national news of cases that happen within six months they're at trial and the motherfuckers is either in jail or they fucking beat their case so i'm not understanding what the delay is on my case but it's allowed me to feel very unsafe for years and because of that incident and what happened you know um i end up like just being in this space of like having like you know um memories and like flashbacks of that day and it forced me into a position where i didn't own a gun and i wasn't interested in owning a gun only because i wanted to be safe and i never wanted to be too angry where i feel like i needed to use my gun and I didn't want to mishandle, you know, the law. So I just didn't, I never got a gun. You know, some people know if they should have a gun or not. And I don't think I'm going to go and shoot up anybody and no shit like that. And I know I'm not. But at the end of the day, I needed to make sure I was at a certain maturity level before I had a, before I had a gun. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's just what it was. But at this place, I'm like, okay, I got to go get a fucking gun. So I end up going to buy me a gun because in Georgia, all you need to do is have an ID and pass a background check at the store and you can buy a gun. It's literally that easy so i knew i would pass my background checking everything so i went and got a gun without a license and then later on that year i worked to get my license uh, my carry concealed license because i'm like okay you know uh, as far as rights are concerned you're allowed to have a gun in georgia and have it in your home or have it in your car but you're not allowed to take it anywhere and my thing is with all the mass shootings that's going on and shit like that like i don't want to be the nigga in walmart in the tissue aisle and the nigga just shoot me just because i'm in there and they come in because they're having a bad day and they want to kill some people so here i am like everybody else hiding behind a cart as if that's gonna save me no i want the mass shooter to be fucking shocked when he hits that aisle and bitch i'm blasting back and like damn somebody got a gun in here because i never understand why we watch mass shootings and why they happen and literally no one has a weapon <laughs> like it's not funny it, i'm laughing because it makes no sense right because it's like why why is everyone empty-handed so since this incident i've of course bought plenty of guns now because i'm licensed and when i first went to go get my license literally you had to get fingerprinting you had to do your background you had to bring in some paperwork all types of shit you had to um you know uh, i had to answer to a arrest on my background from back when i was like fucking 20 you know what i mean like and some shit i my only time being arrested my only time being in jail my only time being on any type of probation or anything and okay they tried to deny me for that fucking 20 year that 20 year old Cherelle mistake right and i'm like y'all got me fucked up so i appealed my shit 
And when I appealed my shit, I got my, I got, you know what I'm saying? Because the shit was like already expunged off my record. So why are y'all pulling it? You know what I'm saying? So I had to contact Huntsville Police Department because that's where I was arrested or whatever. That's what the record was for them to show that, hey, this record has been cleared, da, 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 da. So then once they appealed it, once I appealed it, I got approved. And I got my license, took my picture and everything. So now I'm licensed to carry and conceal, right? So that's great. I'll take my gun wherever I want. I mean, as long as it doesn't say don't bring your gun in here. But at the end of the day, I'm here to protect me, myself, and I, and whoever's with me. So we're not going to be caught up in that situation, okay? I'm just sorry. It's just not going to happen. And I'm going to be prepared. And and that's the thing. We A lot of us ain't prepared. Women, it's time for you to strap up. You don't have to use the gun. You, I understand a lot of women don't like guns, but... You have to protect yourself at all costs. In that situation, in that car, that fucking day, showed me that I am not safe. And it had it been, it would have been funny had he pulled a gun out on me and I, voila, 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 here go a gun for you. Like, what the fuck? Like, nigga, you ain't the only one. And that's the thing. I People like that are fucking crazy. You just don't know who you're going to run into. So my case is still pending. After talking about it today and I have to think about it all week long, like, wow. You know, my car, it still has damage in the back. I refuse to fix it because they told me they would add into a part of his restitution. Um, my court has been delayed. Like every time something's supposed to happen, it's being delayed. And it's like, what are y'all doing? Like he's out here living freely, like as if this didn't happen. And I don't appreciate it. And to me, it's just like society doesn't care. Like I can literally run into this man in the motherfucking target. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I, at this point in time, can't even remember what he looked like. So it's like, I would like to get this past me. I do know that they took his gun from his guns from him. He's not allowed to have guns anymore. Um, you know, they charge him as being a felon at this point. Uh, that's pretty much all that I fucking know. Nothing else has happened. I mean, he got out of jail that fucking day. He bailed out. Um, he's talking about taking a plea. You know, they asked me, the prosecutor office asked me, what would I want as a victim? Like what, what, what has been happening? I said, I haven't recovered from this. I'm fucking mentally fucked up. Okay. I literally thought I was going to die that fucking day. Um, you know, I have a lot of thoughts and emotions. It didn't help the fact that, you know, I can barely stand white people. So for that to happen to me from a white person really fucked me up. And um, I don't feel safe as a black woman in America. I don't feel safe as a black woman anywhere I go. And I don't feel like the system is working its ass out to protect me and other women who have dealt with this situation or other people or my people who deal with situations like this where we've been harassed and um, pr practically assaulted and and he's just out here willy-nilly but but will arrest me in a heartbeat for an ounce of weed in my vehicle like come on bro like the system's so fucked up and it's like and then another thing about the system i hate is that when niggas go to jail and niggas i mean everybody when people go to jail there's no rehabilitation in jail you just go to jail and sit in your fucking cell and then the jail is like being in the streets because you got to fucking survive inside the jail i've been watching a lot of 60 days in i been watching a lot of uh prison shows and i also have a brother my only brother who's been in jail for nine years uh coming up next week and so for him i talk to him every day and i have to hear the fucking stories about what goes on in that jail and the conditions they live in and stay in and how they've been mishandling COVID and putting people in the hole for getting COVID or testing positive and delaying their process. And you know, the jails make money off how many inmates have COVID. And so it just seems like a bunch of bullshit and a crack of bullshit. And then those people go in there and they spend their 20 years or whatever the fucking be it is and come out being the same motherfucker they were. And then they're having to get out of jail and figure it the fuck out. And then they end up reverting back to their old ways because the system and the world in the government and don't make it fucking easy for you know 
people in jail when they get out and when they're in jail they don't make it easy because they're not working on their mental health they're not giving them what they need to um work through their emotions they're not helping them deal with the things they've done in the past they're not helping them address their childhood trauma they're not rehabilitating them they're not preparing them for the world they're not giving them things that they need that's where money should go but they make money off the prison they make money off the body count in the prison and they make money off of overcrowding the prison the prison is overcrowded right now but it doesn't matter because they're making money and that's the type of shit that's really the system is really fucked up in but this nigga right here deserves to be in prison and he's not and it just makes me feel like a piece of shit right it makes me feel worthless so i have been dealing with my my emotions when it comes to that situation um i i i do um, pride myself on being very strong and holding down the forefront of the presentation of being very strong um but inside um that that type of shit has affected me you know what i mean like i've had very traumatic experiences in my life outside of like just growing up and and even just being gay and moments of near-death experiences that have literally put a fear in me of death <laughs> like and I hate to even say that but you know life and death is in the power of the tongue and that's kind of why I always say I'm grateful to be here because one of my biggest struggles is death is dealing with death whether it's death of loved ones death in general just like hearing fucked up stories or just the experiences that I've had like I went home a couple of years ago for a fucking like something like a last reunion like where everybody went to my school Normandy and it was like a, a bonfire that they did every year so finally I decided to go home for this shit and as soon as I get to the bonfire they start shooting and I'm running for bullets from bullets and I'm running for quite some time and at that moment I realized I was out of shape because it was so many bullets coming and I could not keep running and people five people I believe got shot there but nobody died thank god but that in itself was an experience I've, I've been in LA and been chased down by a gang hanging out with some friends who got into it with some niggas at a fucking sports bar on some Raiders shit like Raiders some Raiders fans and like some other fans and they got into it and they literally followed us and we tried to get away from them and then I end up like dropping them niggas off and still going my by my way and the, that gang followed me and they had pulled out fucking guns on me and that like on the highway like it was so crazy and I was so scared and I ended up like leading them all the way to the police department that's and I had to take off and I remember that experience and I remember my friend feeling so bad that he put me in that situation because I literally was getting off of work and showing up to this bar and the game was over and I literally was picking them up and going to wherever we were going to hang out but they got into it with these people in the bar they ended up being a fight when I pulled up and I was the always the only female with them and regardless if I'm a stud or not I'm still a woman and so I was put in a situation that literally changed my life so I've had all these like traumatic experiences that I still like I don't talk about them but they're in my mind like sometimes on replay like just the idea just like even like a couple of months ago I'm laying in the bed at my girlfriend's house and like I'm there by myself she's at work and someone just starts shooting at their fucking boyfriend in the parking lot and the shots were so close that they woke me up out of my sleep at 7 30 in the morning the first thing I did was roll and hit the floor like I don't I like I want to have peace in my life and I don't want to think about things like that but I've been in so many situations where that's been the case that I'm just like, wow, motherfuckers is crazy, right? <laughs> right. And so that's what keeps me in having a gun and staying protected and watching my surroundings and just being very cautious because I'm 
I've had these experiences. I'm not naive to what could happen every day. And also I, I'm dealing with traumatic memories that I'm, I need to get over and I'm trying to not even get over, but heal from and, and literally try to move through life. And I move through life with this on my mind, but that one experience right there was more so di directed towards this, you know, feeling grateful to have life and also realizing that we have a long way to go. And, um, you know, in Black History Month, I just want to say to any white man out there that's feeling froggy, bitch, jump. I dare you to jump this time because, bitch, I'm going to be more than ready. <laughs> I'm prepared, okay, bitch? Because you will not pull up on me at the light while I'm listening to my fucking money bag, yo. Because, bitch, I'm going to have time today. And I'm going to have time every day after that. So I'm I'm, I'm, I'm grateful to be here, y'all. I'm grateful to share that story with y'all. I haven't had any incidents like that since. Um, I try to ignore road rage motherfuckers and niggas that's mad on the road. Like, I don't got nothing for you. Like, let me just go on and get over because you're not going to kill me just because you're mad. You can't get down 285. Is this not worth it? My life is not worth it, nor is your life being in prison worth it. And I wish people would think like that, but people are always in a rush to get somewhere. I don't know. You're in a rush to get somewhere. And I sometimes am in a rush to get somewhere, but I drive with like, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not ready to just go off on your ass and lose my life okay so i want y'all to be safe out there that was like my black history story <laughs> my, that was my black my black story right that was it that was my experience and me feeling like okay i'm not never going out to this fucking area again with all these white folks who just pull out guns on niggas because they mad i'm just good on all of that but you know what i told y'all that every episode i was going to plug a black business so uh black business here it is um my boy dustin his Instagram is at D-U-S-I-O-R-U-G-S. D-U-S-I-O-R-U-G-S. That was Dustin does custom rugs and them rugs are fire. Me and Dustin known each other since, I don't know, elementary, to be honest. Uh, I remember when he used to go to Washington. I used to be over there in Hanley Hills and I'm from fucking Northwoods and I went to uh, Jefferson. But I knew Dustin back then. And and, and and I just saw Dustin when I went home a couple of weeks ago. And that's my boy. That's my brother for life. Um, nigga was funny as hell growing up. Always been goofy like me. It's pictures of me and like fucking my stockings at the eighth grade graduation. I did the speech and, you know, he's in the picture being just his goofy self. And that's just been my boy since we was kids. So he has a business. I can't wait to let him know my ideas for the custom rug I want. That motherfucker going to be dope. I'm going to have it on Instagram. So make sure you follow me on Instagram. So underscore SEL because I'm telling him what I want and what I want him to recreate for me. And I'm all into supporting a black business. So I'm so excited for him. He makes custom rugs. That shit is dope. Go on his Instagram. D-U-S-I-O-R-U-G-S. -I, I don't know how he pronounces that. Honestly, that's why I'm spelling it for y'all. So it's D-U-S-I-O-R-U-G-S. Yes. And then uh the second person I want to plug is uh, my homegirl Ty. Ty Molly is Molly with the most on IG uh is the Instagram page for her podcast. She is on Spotify and Apple uh podcast. Molly with the most. I love Molly. Um she been doing podcasting way longer than me and um I've been listening to her since the very beginning. She's very uh, St. Louis. <laughs> I love to li listen to her talk, first of all, because I can relate. And I hear all that St. Louis swing in her. But we went to A&M together um, in Huntsville. And so we've been cool ever since. And I love supporting her and seeing her growth. And she talks some real shit. She has real conversations. She has a lot of conversations about dating men. So, ladies, uh, you may want to check her out. I love how real she keeps it. And I can relate. And I love hearing the stories and shit like that. So I feel her. And then also uh, my homegirl, 
Mobby's Mobby's Corner on Instagram. Uh, she is uh, someone I, I used to work with. I used to work with at AT&T. We used to have some good times up in that joint. We used to run that shit. We used to be off the phones. We used to be killing it at AT&T back in Huntsville. So I know her from Huntsville. She's got her own podcast. Follow her on Instagram at M A B I S C O R N E R Corner. All right. That's her Instagram. You can find her on Spotify, Anchor, and I believe Apple. Yeah, Apple Podcasts. I do listen to her on Apple Podcasts. And actually, the Instagram is M A B I S underscore C R N E R. Yes, Mobby's underscore corner. And uh, yeah, she got some great shit on there. I liked her last episode. She talked about uh, mental health with the black community with black women. And I think y'all should check that out. These are like two black women that i listen to on a regular basis you can add them into your rotation like you got me uh i really appreciate y'all's support i'm gonna keep coming back try to do this every week uh that's my goal to drop when i can to give you guys what you need to get you through the week if you have any questions or comments or concerns hit me up in the dm a lot of y'all have been hitting me up continue to write me i appreciate the encouraging messages i'm glad you guys are enjoying the show i'm gonna keep going we're gonna keep making this happen i hope i i'm endorsed by stella artois because i'm drinking that shit and and that's some rich nigga shit that i really want and i'm speaking into existence everything i want this year i'm gonna fucking have and everything you want this year you're gonna fucking have so continue to enjoy the rest of y'all weekend y'all i love y'all it's black history month continue to be black and keep keeping it real